What is up, everybody? Nick Scripp here live on the Fantrax YouTube and Twitter channels. Super excited to get back on a live stream. I feel like it's been a ton of content, but not enough streaming. And I love to stream. Uh, this time of year is pretty crazy for me with the full-time job, the fantasy stuff. I also run a high school soccer program, so the mix of that can get pretty intense. But always looking to talk football, always looking to plug content. And the content team here at Fantrax has been absolutely killing it this offseason. We have a great team. We produce a ton of content in different forms. We've really been getting after it putting our name out there. So tonight's show is going to be top 12 quarterbacks for fantasy football. Obviously, we have a little bit of time. We're getting very close until the season starts. So things can happen. People can get injured. Uh, there can be transactions made. But I feel pretty confident in these top 12 guys heading into the season. I might have a little shift in these top 12. Maybe somebody squeaks in. Maybe somebody takes over for uh, another guy's spot. But as of today, I feel good. Coming off of the Fantasy Football Expo, that was a great time. Myself and Colin uh, McTamini from Fantrax both went, stood together. I rode up with my buddy John McGlynn, whose show is also now on the Fantrax channel. Got to interact with tons and tons of people from the fantasy football space. A lot of people that I've considered friends for a long time. A lot of people that I've seen on the internet but never gotten the chance to interact with. And I had a chance to meet them. Uh, some of my favorite content creators were there. The interactions, the you know, the um, networking, the late night activities, it, it was totally worth it. It was like a game time decision for me to even go. So I was very thankful that I was able to make that trip out and uh, produce some content. We actually have had a handful of videos coming out on the Fantrax Twitter and Instagram pages from interviews at the expo. So make sure you are on the lookout for that. I think we interviewed some great people. Again, all the people I talked to, if you see this, uh, it was great seeing you guys had a really, really good time. Really thankful for this community, but now we're talking fantasy. Let's get it. So my, my full rankings are on the Fantrax website. You can go and check that out at any time. I update those every single week. So uh, I think twice a week I'm trying to update them as we receive more information. Guys get hurt. Guys change teams. I mean, there's been a ton of uh, activity this past week seeing the likes of, you know, Dalvin Cook and Zeke landing in two new homes and what that impacts for fantasy. Uh, we see guys getting hurt, unfortunately, in camp that will impact fantasy ranking. So I feel like as a content creator, it's important at the end of the day to continue to adjust and pivot as we get more and more information before the season starts. So kicking things off here, we're looking at my top 12 quarterbacks. Uh, honorable mention. So Daniel Jones had a really nice season last year. I think he's a guy that has a true case to still be in this top 12 after being in it last year. We, we've seen the the rushing upside that he's had. He was very competent with the football. He had far less turnovers than he's ever had in the NFL. I think the Brian Dable presence as the head coach did numbers for Daniel Jones. And now he gets Darren Waller, who is pretty much his wide receiver one. They added Paris Campbell and they drafted, you know, Jalen Hyatt. And, you know, we're hoping that guys like Wondell Robinson and Sterling Shepard are healthy, good to go. 
Uh, but when it comes to Daniel Jones, I, I think he will continue to be a fantasy asset. He's just on the outside. Kirk Cousins, another guy who had an addition this offseason after having a great year. So he was solid last year. His passing attempts were high. The, the volume was there. And TJ Hawkinson and him connected very well. We know that Justin Jefferson obviously is one of, if not the best wide receiver in the NFL. They have established their connection. Jefferson's grown when his uh, when it comes to his statistics on a uh, yearly basis. TJ Hawkinson looked good with Kirk Cousins. And now you had Jordan Addison, who I'm a big fan of. He had a massive season at Pitt before transferring to USC. First round draft capital. So there, there's the case for Kirk Cousins. Geno Smith, too. You know, I, I I look at Geno Smith and I say, hey, this guy was so competent last year. His accuracy metrics, his efficiency metrics were high. He had both DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett go for over 1,000 receiving yards. He had career highs, of course, in everything, pretty much. You know, why why go backwards? Uh, it's It's been a really, you know, a real dilemma of mine. It just feels like I like these other guys I'm going to talk about a bit more and you go and add Jackson Smith and Jigba who is extremely talented of a wide receiver. I've said this often and I don't mean it as like trying to be hot or flashy, but I think Jackson Smith and Jigba could be day one, you know, the most talented wide receiver in that room. And people will say, well, Tyler Lockett's always been good. And DK Metcalf, you know, Metcalf is an athletic freak, but JSN is just a different talent. I, I really believe that. I think he's going to be open all the time in the slot. And I think Geno Smith's accuracy and efficiency metrics just pair well with a guy like JSN. Then they add Zach Charbonnet, who's a pass-catching running back. So this guy got paid in the offseason. They extended him, and they gave him some more weapons in an offense. So there's a true case for him as well. Let's get into the top 12, though. So... There's a lot of people that love Anthony Richardson. There's a lot of people that are skeptical of him. There's a lot of people that I feel like are out on him having a big year. I, I looked at data, though, when it came, you know comes to rushing quarterbacks. And from 2018 through 2022, quarterbacks who rushed for 500-plus yards averaged 20.99 fantasy points per game. I believe that averaged out to, like, eight points something for the overall finish for the position if they ran for 500 yards. This is a guy who had, you know, 1,116 rushing yards at Florida. So when we are projecting rushing quarterbacks, when we are looking at what they do for fantasy football, everything lines up for Anthony Richardson to be a 500-plus yard rusher. Fourth overall draft pick, you know, amazing athleticism. He smoked the combine. He has... Great speed. He has a plus arm. I know there's question marks to his his accuracy or his consistency throwing, but I think the dual threat ability, I think the athleticism, the rushing upside, which will help his floor. I like the system um, when it comes to the wide receivers. It's not like a Geno Smith's sort of system, but when we're looking at you know having an alpha, he does, Michael Pittman Jr. And then we have Alec Pierce, who was a second-round draft pick in the past. They grabbed Josh Downs. This year in the third round, who a lot of people like, I think he's got some good options. I think a big piece of his success will be Jonathan Taylor, because if Jonathan Taylor is there to keep defenses honest, then I feel like less pressure will be always on Anthony Richardson. Now, if something happens where JT gets traded, holds out, whatever, I think they're going to swarm Anthony Richardson the entire game. 
I think that's just going to be the thing and, and make him make him throw. So I think if Jonathan Taylor there is there, it is a big benefit to Anthony Richardson at the end of the day. But at 12, just again, the rushing upside athleticism, um, I think the system is going to be built around him. I feel like that's that's fair. And I know that's kind of hot takey for a quarterback, but uh, a rookie quarterback, but I feel like that's the case here for Anthony Richardson. At number 11, I have Dak Prescott, two seasons of 4,400 passing yards, two seasons of 30-plus passing touchdowns, three seasons averaging 20-plus fantasy points per game, 596 passing attempts, exactly that number, in both 2021 and 2019, so the volume is solid. The offense got better with Brandon Cooks. I, I know they, they lost uh, Dalton Schultz, but I think they've really, really needed a wide receiver, two to step up. And now that Michael Gallup is the three, I think that trio is is very good at the end of the day, especially seeing Brandon Cook's success through time in different offenses. And PFF at some point this offseason, I know it'll change, but uh, sixth best O-line, that's a big plus for Dak Prescott. At number 10, I have Tua Tungavailoa. So I'm going to say just Tua the rest of this, but 30.77% of games in 2022, he finished with 300 plus passing yards and also three plus passing touchdowns. So when we're looking at upside metrics, I feel like the percentage of games you play that you can hit 300 plus passing yards, that's one. I think the percentage of games you play that you hit three plus passing touchdowns is another one. And he did very well in both of those categories. I know he missed time, but he hit those categories well. Number one in yards per attempt, number three QBR, and 18.4 fantasy points per game. That's that's some upsides uh, to fantasy football just because of the efficiency paired with two wide receivers that are monsters in yards after the catch. That's Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Both were top 10 in yards after the catch. So you just like do the math here. You have a very efficient quarterback um, who consistently hits his targets, and then you have two guys that take those targets, take those receptions, and create a ton of yardage. I think that helps his floor at the end of the day. Then we have uh, Trevor Lawrence at number nine, plus 28 completions, plus 472 passing yards, plus 16 total touchdowns, minus nine interceptions, and plus 5.2 fantasy points per game when comparing his sophomore season last year to that rookie season. He rushed for 334 yards as a rookie, so I feel like he does have some sneaky upside on the ground with his legs. So uh, we look last season, he meshed well with Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, and Evan Ingram, but now he gets Calvin Ridley. And I, I know there's been some debates about Ridley versus Kirk. The only debate I think you can have is, is at cost, who do you want when it comes to who is the alpha? It's Calvin Ridley. He's had consistently high-targeted season. He's had a massive season under his belt where he uh, was extremely impactful for fantasy football. So you take that core that he had last year that he he did well with, and then you add a true wide receiver one, Trevor Lawrence can continue to take strides forward. Number eight, Deshaun Watson. Before 2022, Watson averaged 21-plus fantasy points per game in all seasons. He was top five in all three of his full seasons. He has, he's had highs of 4,823 passing yards, 33 passing touchdowns, 551 rushing yards. Uh, PFF ranked their O-line at some point this offseason. I know it's, it changes, but number two, 
Then you add, you know, Nick Chubb in the backfield, keeping defenses honest. You have Amari Cooper, who had a good season last year. You have Elijah Moore, who I truly believe in as a talent uh, added to the team. I think he's going to have a career turnaround. David Njoku, athletic tight end. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, a field stretcher. And Cedric Tillman, who before his big injury in college, had some good numbers. So I think his core is good. I think he has been very consistent with fantasy production in his full seasons played. I think the system's good. He's got the rushing upside. Deshaun Watson can have a good year. Number seven is Joe Burrow. Uh, we have to just keep tabs on what that ankle looks like. I only pay attention to the, the injury specialist because I feel like too many people weigh in all the time that don't really know what they're talking about when it comes to medical stuff. I will never pretend to know what I'm talking about with medical stuff. So there's some good guys in the industry that I feel like are sources to, to really look at when it comes to Joe Burrow's timeline. But let's just say we're projecting here slightly with the chance that he misses the first week. But in, in reality, I'm projecting that he's not going to miss time. I think because of that slight chance, I bumped him to seven instead of six just because him and the guy I have at six were very, very tight. So that was like the slim difference there. But back-to-back -back seasons, over 4,500 passing yards, 21.7 fantasy points per game, which was number four last season, 34 and 36 passing touchdowns the last two seasons, so some upside there. Top five in passing attempts and red zone attempts, three-plus passing touchdowns and 35.29% of his 2022 games. One of the best wide receiver duos in the NFL with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd has always been a very good number three. We'll see what Irv Smith does. We'll see what's up with Joe Mixon, but tons of passing upside when it comes to Joe Burrow. At number six, we have Justin Herbert. He had a down 2022, but he averaged 23.3 and 22.9 fantasy points per game his first two seasons. He's been number two in passing attempts in back-to-back -back seasons. All three seasons have been over 4,300 passing yards. We now in 2023 have a healthy core of Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, Gerald Everett, Joshua Palmer, and they added Quinton Johnston in the first round. So context to last year, I think he himself had an injury. I believe it was the rib. Keenan Allen missed time. Mike Williams missed time. Now we have a healthy core. He's healthy. He is always one of the uh, quarterbacks with the highest, second highest, I guess, passing attempts in the league. They added to their offense. I, I, I think that the uh, sky's the limit for Justin Herbert in 2023. Number five, Justin Fields. Number one in rushing yards last season for quarterbacks with 1,143, eight rushing touchdowns. Everybody talks about that. We love that. He went off when the playbook was more geared towards him. Week 6 through 18, he averaged 24.8 points per game. He had five top five finishes in two number one weekly finishes. We looked to the offseason. Chicago addressed the O-line. They traded for DJ Moore to give him his alpha wide receiver. Mooney and Claypool are hopefully healthy now. Komet has progressed. He just got paid as well. They had some running back additions. I think we're looking at a guy who people think is just a rushing quarterback, but we looked to last year with a weak wide receiver core that was also banged up to a terrible O-line to a team that was, I'm, I'm not going to say they tanked, but they did end up getting the number one pick. And now we look forward and say, hey, 
a lot has changed. He, he's better protected. He has better options to throw to. Don't forget about his prospect profile at Ohio State. He wasn't just a runner at Ohio State. I don't even have those numbers in front of me right now or need to have them. Go Google it. He's not just a runner. Justin Fields is a good overall quarterback. Number four, Lamar Jackson. So he opened up 2022 with two of his first three games scoring 40-plus fantasy points. Four straight seasons ranging from 20.3 to 28.2 fantasy points per game. Elite rushing ability. He got paid this offseason. There's a new offensive coordinator, and now he has the best core he's ever had on offense. We're hoping J.K. Dobbins is healthy and good to go. They drafted Zay Flowers in the first this year. They drafted Rashad Bateman recently in the first as well. You have the veteran Odell Beckham Jr., and you have one of the best tight ends in the NFL in Mark Andrews. Lamar Jackson, it's 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 truly hard to have him at number four and not at number one. Like, it really is. So, like, the top three, I feel like our consensus top three Lamar Jackson, every day I think about it, like, man, like, why why can't he be the number one quarterback or why isn't he? And it it, it, it gets tough to, to really combat that just because of the massive upside he's had, and he's never had a core like this. They got a, a new offensive coordinator. He's happy. He's healthy. Lamar Jackson is, is due for a big season. Number three, Patrick Mahomes, 25-plus fantasy points per game in three out of five of his last seasons. Two seasons over 40 passing touchdowns, five straight seasons over 4,000 passing yards with two over 5,000. He's had over 300 rushing yards for three straight seasons. The addition of Raji Rice, Raji Rice, Raji Rice and Richie James do, do help in a degree, I'm sure. You know, I, I, I think Richie James had a good year for New York last year and he's, he's making some camp plays. Justin Ross is getting a little hype. Uh, Raji Rice, uh, second-round draft capital this year. A lot of people like Sky Moore. I'm not very into Sky Moore, but if he takes a leap, that's good for Patrick Mahomes. Kadarius Tony, if he's actually healthy, could be uh, useful in many different ways. So he's he, he doesn't have like a Tyreek Hill, but he's got a, a bunch of guys that probably can play decent roles and kind of mesh together. And Travis Kelsey last season looked like he was 20 years old. I mean, the guy was unbelievable. He doesn't look... Like he's slowing down at all. Number two, Josh Allen, three straight seasons of 24 plus fantasy points per game, which was number one in two out of three of those seasons. 776 and 763 rushing yards the last two seasons shows elite rushing upside. Three straight seasons of 4,300 passing yards and 35 plus passing touchdowns. So we're looking at a guy that, you know, if you, spit out any upside metric for the quarterback position, he he smashes it. I, I don't I don't think he's credited enough sometimes for his rushing upside. Um they they did add uh, rookie Dalton Kincaid who has been polarizing this offseason. People say rookie tight ends take too long. And then other people say first round draft capital and you know pass catching profiles. So I do think he will be very involved this year, Dalton Kincaid. Stefan Diggs is still elite. Another guy that I feel like doesn't get the hype that he deserves. I mean, we can rank Stefan Diggs high in the fantasy world. I think if you go site to site, he will be ranked high. But I feel like he, he's not really talked about for some reason. So uh, I think we got to remember who who Stefan Diggs truly is. Uh, a little disappointed they didn't add you know another wide receiver 
outside of having Gabriel Davis, but maybe he is healthy. I know some people have said his bad season was due to health. I don't know. I'm not super into him either, but uh, Josh Allen has been nothing but consistent for fantasy football. Number one, Jalen Hurts, number one in fantasy points per game for 2022 with 25.6. He had 3,701 passing yards, 22 passing touchdowns last season, 760 and 782 rushing yards the last two seasons. He's one of the most elite runners, and when he's in the red zone, he's scoring touchdowns. It's just as simple as that. Uh, PFF this offseason has ranked their offensive line number one. Got A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard. They added Swift and Penny to make the offense even better. This is a guy that, you know, I, I've said it often. Like, I, I don't, you know, always buy into the, the the chip on the shoulder or, you know, some of the motivational things that come out of guys' mouths. And, and I feel like, you know, everybody's got to be that guy, especially as a quarterback. But when Jalen Hurst talks and talks about wanting to get better and hold himself accountable and, you know, take strides forward, We've seen it, right? We've seen it every year. You see this guy in the weight room squatting more than than any of his linemen. You see this guy actively get better at things that he was weak at in the past. Like, I believe in Jalen Hurts, and I believe that he has the most upside out of anybody in this list when it comes to fantasy football. So that's my top 12 as of today. Could change this offseason, obviously, with, with more news that comes in. Hopefully, everybody on this list stays healthy. I'm very excited for these guys. There's different strategies when it comes to taking these guys and when to take them, but uh, these are my top 12 for now. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you are checking out the Fantrax socials, uh, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter. We are all over the place, plugging tons and tons of content. If you go to the website, you can find my rankings on there. Again, updated at least once a week. Have a good night, guys.